Hello, 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 everybody. Uh, sorry I hadn't recorded this podcast last week. I was actually really sick, so the voice was not in uh, tip-top nick as you would expect it to be, you know? I pride myself on uh, the highest possible quality in, uh, in this here podcast, you know? Not really, but, you know, I do want to present myself accordingly when it's time for you to take uh, time out of your day to listen to my beautiful, beautiful tones. Dulcet tones, if you will. Cheers. But uh, let's, what did I want to talk about today? I've actually got some notes written down this time. Previously, I've just been scrolling to and from Twitter. How about that, you know? It, just quickly, um, I've jumped onto Twitch a couple of times in the last couple of days, which I haven't done in ages. Um, the other day, I jumped on and I watched uh, Phantom Ace briefly. And I was just on Twitch just now watching Geordie X3. And uh, great streamers, I like to jump in the chat room. I haven't caught up with those guys in ages, so that was good. I really kind of want to jump, like, get on a... I've seen the people are streaming the Marbles game now, Marbles on stream. Dude, I want to jump on and I want to stream that. I want to go back on Twitch and do, like, a Friday night stream and drink 20 beers and play, just have the Marbles game on. That'd be dope. Maybe I'll look into doing that soon. I don't have a machine at the moment, though. We'll see how we go. If someone has an old machine lying around, I'll commit. I will absolutely commit. Anyway, uh, I was on the Twitter, and I was uh, browsing through some of your tweets that came at me, and uh, Dirk said that he's got a few questions for me that he wanted me to talk about in the podcast, uh, and he said, this is an interesting one, actually, I, you know what, like, the reason this is an interesting question is I didn't want this podcast to just be an extension of my stream. I, I found a lot of people have asked questions about, when I ask about questions about Twitch, a lot of people have asked questions about me personally and, like, and like that's fine. But, um, you know, I want at least half the podcast to be an insight into what it was like, you know, streaming as a full-time streamer for a couple of years and just, you know, the back end of that. Because I think that, that would be of interest to people, especially with how Twitch has exploded lately. So much has changed since I've been on there. You know, since since I've been not streaming, they've brought in that feature that I think is sweet with the, like, team streams. Is it team? Like, is it, like, kind of like if you're doing a co-stream with someone and you can have them both on the panel, like, kind of like Mixer used to have, right? I used to stream all the time with with people from the uh, from the chat room, like the regular mods and stuff. That would have been perfect. That's pretty sweet. But yeah, marbles looks cool. Not as good as Super Seducer though. If I um if I go back on Twitch at some point, it's going to be marbles, but also Super Seducer too, because I never ended up getting to the end of that. But that's where it's at. I think that's my jam. I don't know how soon I could go back into like playing some of the competitive games because. I was never that great, even with practice all day, every day. But uh, so I, I, I guess that's just something that I, I couldn't master. But uh, I did okay. But man, it took a long, a long time to get there. But yeah, so back to what Dirk was asking me. He said, I'm curious if there's anything you underestimated going into streaming. He's got more to the question, but let me talk about that first. Um, and it's an interesting question coming from Dirk. I know Dirk, and for a while he was—he did a couple of streams over the years by like of his own, not many, but he was interested in getting into it. But he never fully committed because the guy's a perfectionist, and you can't be a perfectionist with this stuff. 
I hear people who are on YouTube talk about this because um, I watch a fair bit of YouTube like while I'm at the gym or whatever. I like put it up on my phone and I subscribe to a whole bunch of different people. Which on a side note, I wish I did a lot of YouTube when I was doing content. But um, I hear a lot of people on YouTube talk about this, how you've just got to get started even no matter how shit it is because you're inexperienced. You're not going to suddenly get experienced by researching how to do it over and over again. Like you've just got to do it and then it manifests itself as you go. Like when I first started streaming, I was, I didn't know how to, I haven't played a computer game in years. Um, I just like, I just thought the platform was really cool and I wanted to get involved. And so obviously my first streams would have been absolute rubbish. The quality would have been shit. Like the gameplay would have been shit. Everything would have sucked, but you, what you start doing will never be how it's going to end up. Cause naturally as you find your groove and you find, and if some viewers come in and you find what kind of what your niche that you carve out is, it will end up becoming something completely different than you thought it might be at the beginning anyway. And this is what I used to tell Dirk when he, um, used to have questions about streaming and he, he wanted to carefully, I hope he doesn't mind me talking. I don't think Dirk would mind me mentioning this, but he sort of would craft all these very, um, very well-produced sort of intro screens and stuff like that. He wanted it to be perfect. He wanted to put all this work in and then do this one stream a week that would just be like the perfect stream. And I, I'm sure that's a pretty awesome way to do it. And it would have been awesome. The production quality would have been sweet, but my advice would always be, the opposite to that i would just say no matter how shit it is just start doing it because then you would uh work work out how you do it everyone does it differently how you do it will be different to anyone else and you'll find your flow just by doing it and doing it and the viewers will you know how you interact with viewers like that will sort of form itself as you go along and i hear when i watch youtubers i hear a lot of a lot of them talk about that i wish i um did youtube at the same time I've got, I was going to talk about this here later, but I've got it in my notes. But when I was streaming full time, I used to think I was busy and like, yeah, more time. If if you're a full time content creator, like a Twitch streamer, and I'm going to assume this is the same for people who are like exclusively YouTubers. But I mean, if you're on Twitch, say you're doing a six hour stream five days a week, and yes, there are, I used to always say how like there's a lot more that goes into it than what you see there is outside of those six hours. There's definitely some things to be done, but say, say you have eight hours of needing to be on the computer a day. Let's give you an hour on each side. Maybe if you're doing some, some other editing, you know, an extra hour on each side, that's, so that's nine hours of your day. You're not commuting to and from a workplace. So that's a pretty modest work day. Like a very by the book work day here would be nine hours. And, uh, you know, a lot of the time you're working, you're doing 10 or 11 hours and then you're commuting to and from work. And I live in Melbourne, but like any major city, that's, that's a long time. Like there's, there is a lot of free time to be had as a full-time streamer. And I kind of feel like when people, it sounds cliche, but when people say that people who are really busy get more done, that, I feel like that's a hundred percent true. Like I'm at work a lot longer nowadays than, than the work I was doing as a full-time streamer hours wise, but I fit way more in, like you just get into a rhythm. And I think that's really important. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about how busy they are as a full-time streamer. Um, 
and how like being exhausted and whatnot. Yeah. Like I get it. Like it is, there is a lot to it and it can, you, you can be busy, but I don't, I've done it and you're not busier than anyone else. I don't think who's like, who's working full time. That being said though, I'm talking about from my background where my, I was a, the kind of streamer who would have only between hundred and 200 concurrent viewers. So like a healthy viewership, but not, uh, not a big streamer. I can imagine there's a lot more work in terms of like business, the business side of things with a big, with a bigger streamer, someone who has like a thousand viewers all the time. Um, definitely. Yeah. I can't comment on that, but for someone who is at my level, like, I don't know, I think it's busy, but it's to- totally fine. I think busy people get more done is what I've written down here. And I think that definitely rings true. Yeah. Like I can absolutely tell you that I would, I wouldn't get out of bed before 10 a.m. And now I get out of bed at 4.30 a.m. It's crazy, man. But that doesn't even answer Dirk's question. So allow me to go back to that. Cheers. Um, He says, I'm curious if there's anything underestimated. And I've got a few notes here and I can't remember. I wrote these the other day while I was sick. I probably still sound a little bit sick. Uh, I've written staying motivated. That's a huge thing. I mean, what can I say about that? Let's say, for example... Well, I mean, almost everyone is going to be doing it this way. You're working from home and you're being your own boss. That's another note I've got here. But you have to have the motivation. And a lot a lot of full-time people who are streamers and they get a bit of success and they go full-time with it, they're going to be quite young. Not as much life experience as someone who might be 10 years older. So they don't have the experience in self-motivation and being their own boss. Like most most young new young streamers haven't been a manager and managed teams of people and whatnot so you go into it with a healthy mindset but you don't know what it's like to you're essentially motivating a team and disciplining yourself without having ever done that before and that's a pretty dangerous place to be in because you're not getting sick leave and um you know holiday time and and whatnot so it's a whole new ball game. Staying motivated creatively is something really difficult as well. Um, I feel like it's easy to get complacent and you find yourself in a, um, a regular routine once the novelty of streaming every day starts to wear off and it's still fun, but it's not, doesn't have that magic of, of that it did before. It's hard to constantly stay creative and come up with new ways of approaching it and so you can kind of become complacent in that way. And I think I did that for a bit. I definitely came became a bit complacent. I didn't really know where to go. I was kind of like jump on Rainbow Six and sit on that all week and not really do anything creative with it. But then I've kind of took a bit of pride in when I did try to get creative. Like I like I used to host these sub tournaments that I'd like shout cast and I find it I thought that was kind of a creative way to approach things, but it can definitely take hold of you, the complacency. And so that's a massive challenge that I definitely underestimated sort of moving into streaming full-time, going from just after work sort of hobby into full-time. But man, I wish I, I wish I branched out at the same time. I should have worked a lot harder. Going back to what I was saying about thinking I was busy, but still having plenty of time, I should have worked way harder. Like I should have if I could do my time again, the moment 
the moment I wasn't working a diff- another job at the same time, I would have, I should have, yeah, done the full-time streaming instead of doing, trying to do it like six and a half days a week. I should have done it five. So a healthy time should have been Monday to Friday and do a weekend day, maybe as a bonus or do some other work. I should have done, I, I should have done a, a regular YouTube channel at the same time. That was a mix of new original content and also uh, repackaging content from Twitch. And I wish I had done a podcast like this at the same time as well. I wish I did all three of those things. Um, and, and also some more like some more disciplined sort of regular schedule with like a sort of marketing, like thinking social media, things like that. I, I should have done it like that if I could have my time again. But I, I, I like to think that I'm the master of hindsight. I look back on a lot of this kind of stuff and think I wish I'd done it this way, that way. I, I look back like 14 years and wish I'd done different classes in high school um, because my interests are so different now to what they were then. I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day. I, I feel like there's got to be a better way for kids to advance from high school to like tertiary study because I kind of felt pressured to go straight from high school into uni immediately. And I did, and that didn't work out because I, I ended up do, trying two different degrees that I didn't connect with and I ended up dropping out of. And then the third attempt, um, I did it and I went three years of that and I finished up with a degree and that's cool. But I feel like I would have been a lot better off. I mean, this is a hindsight thing, but if I had had just had a year off completely off, maybe two years off, which I ended up pretty much having anyway, and just working out if what I had planned was absolutely what I wanted to do. If I could go back now, it'd be completely different. I'd study different things in high school. I've got different interests now. I'd do something completely different at uni or, or not even go to uni or do, I don't know. I'd do it completely differently. It's probably not a healthy way to think. So don't, don't do what I'm doing now and just thinking about that massively. But maybe I can pass on a couple of these things to you uh, younger fellas and younger ladies who are, you know, interested in getting into this Twitch game. What else did I underestimate? I've written here staying creative, not being complacent, which I've talked about. Underestimated the financial consistency. Yes, I feel like I've talked enough about this in previous podcasts, but your income will be different each month. And that can be challenging because I feel like the way Twitch works is like on trends and hype. And, you know, you can be, people could be hyped about your channel one month and not so much the next you can go for extended periods where um, you could go five or six months where it's like a massive sort of down, like downtrend and then come back out of it at some point. I don't know. Like it's really hard to tell. Um, And that's difficult. I mean, that may not really affect some of the new younger Twitch streamers because I feel like if you're a young, like a lot of them are younger, let's be honest. And when I say younger, I mean like late teens, early twenties that a lot of them are probably living with their folks. And that's cool. Um, but I wasn't. I'm I'm th- uh, almost 32 years old. My birthday's coming up in less than a month, guys. So how can I celebrate that with the listeners through a podcast, seeing as I haven't been on Twitch in a long time? We used to do birthday Twitch streams. We would have done one last year. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. I might have finished up on Twitch this time last year. I think I had. I don't know. But yeah, my 32nd birthday is coming up in about three weeks. 
That's crazy. I was just getting used to 31. I think I'll be okay with 32. But I really hope to have the time of my life that year, though. Uh, okay, here I've written here. This is a, This is kind of touching on what I said before. Underestimating the need to be a great gamer. I... I could play the games that I was streaming and because I'd play them five days a week, I got, I was decent, but man, a lot of you guys out there who, who watched the channel were a million times better than me. And what I, what I mean by this note here is that I feel like I underestimated how far the personality side of the stream could take me. Like I tried to host really cool community. We were essentially a community stream. Like I would host community events and I would just talk loads to the chat. And I was okay at the games, but maybe that community side couldn't take me as far as I thought it may have without being a top-level gamer at the same time. I don't know. The tournaments and stuff that I played in in games were not real like competitive tournaments. They were like uh, like Twitch personality tournaments, like a, like the... Player Unknown's Battlegrounds Invitational. That was at Gamescom in Germany. That was really cool. That was a weird event because it was like people were debating if it was an esports tournament or not because half of the teams were like personalities. Like our team was just four streamers. And then half the teams were actually pro teams who were playing for the money like real hard. Like I had dinner one night with Cloud9 and, and they wouldn't have more than a couple of beers with me and I was over there in Germany from Australia. I wanted to get on it. I was like, fellas, let's have a beer. Let's have a couple of German froths. Tip a few in, you know, a couple of King Browns off the wood with Steve-O. Um, but they'd only have a couple because the next morning they want, they wanted to be fresh for their, I suppose, you know, they're playing for money and that's their thing. Good on them. Um, so that was debatable. That was a weird one. But then like, I played in the H1Z1 Invitational and that is also like a, uh, as a personality tournament. I think they also had like a pros tournament after. So that was definitely just the personality one. People like Dr. Disrespect and all those kind of people were in that. That was cool. I did really bad. I think I came about halfway down, halfway down the list. And um, I almost got killed by Soda Poppin because I didn't have a gun at the start. I remember one of those games. Uh, not good, not good. And that same year, I had the, I had the game of my life. in uh, At PAX Australia, I played a, a Rainbow Six Siege um, showcase match on the ESL stage and I had a really good game. I played with some of the, um, I can't remember what team they're, they're from. I used to follow a bit of the pro league siege, but uh, I had a really good game. I got MVP that game. It was really cool on the stage. Had a blast. It was really early though. And I was really hung over from the night before. How did I get onto this? Yeah. So underestimated the need to be a great gamer. I feel like if I was like a really good gamer, like a top level, like that's why I watch Twitch channels. I was just watching before, like Geordie X3, like Geordie's a sensational gamer. Um, so he's doing a, a lot better than I ever did. I feel like I feel like there is definitely something to be said about needing to be good to to do well on Twitch. Not saying that that's the be all and end all. That's not for everything, but I feel like it could have taken me further than it did. You know. Um. Dirk also goes on to say, and the opposite to that question. Is there anything you feared that ended up being easy? And I suppose the answer to that is not really. Like, it's not hard to be... I suppose it is hard to, like, be... Stay motivated and be your own boss. Like, that's... you got to be disciplined. But I wouldn't call that hard. 
like if you can do that and you can get yourself in a rhythm, then that's something you don't think about. You just, you just become a professional at those things, but you don't actively have to think about those things. So it's not hard to do. You've just got to stay disciplined. Like I said before, like I used to think that I was busy, but I'd still be getting out of bed at 10. Um, so that's some, sometimes you've just got to work hard and I should have been getting up earlier and doing a lot more work. So yeah, it's not a, it's not a hard thing to do. It's a really fun thing to do. The hardest part is, I think, is staying disciplined, keeping your body healthy, eating right, making sure you stay social so that you're not just inside all day. Um, it should be being a streamer should like if you're going to do it full time, if you're doing well, it should be the same as if you're just doing it part time and with no money in the back of your mind. Yeah, that's how it should be. It shouldn't enter the back of your mind, which it certainly did for me at some point, but at least I can talk about it from both angles now, you know? Um, you've got to find what it is that you want to do with your life. And I kind of think I was unsure that Twitch is what I could do forever. And that kind of scared me out of it a bit at the end because I didn't see it as sustainable. And at the end there, I was like 30 years old, about to turn 31. And that kind of freaked me out a bit that I was a full-time streamer that was just, just scraping by with it. You know, you're not putting any super away. You're um, not getting out of the house much. I wasn't in a very healthy state. Um, and yeah, I think I didn't find it to be the most productive thing to be doing as a 30 year old, not saying that that's not going to be the case for everyone, but I think there's a bit of worry there and a bit of uncertainty. And I wasn't a hundred percent with if that was going to be the thing that I could dedicate my life to sort of longer term. I think the greatest gift that anyone could give someone is the knowledge of what you want to do. And I don't think I've, I still don't think I've found that yet, but uh, we'll get there. I think we're closer to finding that. I think I can think clearer now. I'm in a situation to be able to think clearer about it. Um, another quick question here. Uh, who's this question from? Oh, Boston Tom again. I, I answered a bunch of Boston Tom's uh, questions in the last couple of podcasts. He says, this is more of a personal question. What are your top three countries you want to visit at some point in your life? Um, I can easily answer the first one is Kiribati. Um, which is like Pacific Islands, um, right by the equator. Uh, Kiribati is the first, let me try and remember what I've learned about Kiribati. Um, I think it's about a hundred thousand people population roughly It's the first part of the world to in like for it to change date. Um, I thought it was New Zealand before I learned about Kiribati and Kiribati is going to be one of the first places in the world to disappear, um, due to the rising oceans. And I, I'd love to visit before that happens for sure. Um, it looks beautiful. Um, and Japan, I've always wanted to go to. I've never been. Um, just I think Japan must be so diverse, right? Like you got the city life, and then you got the traditional side. Um, 
I have traveled a lot, but yeah, I haven't been to Japan or Kiribati and uh, Korea. I'd like to visit South Korea. I feel like I would do South Korea and Japan in one trip. That'd be dope, man. Yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, before I wrap things up for this episode, I just wanted to recommend a couple of Twitch streamers because I did jump onto Twitch to watch uh, a couple of streamers this week. I think I mentioned it before. Phantom Ace um i'll drop and uh geordie x3 both uh guys used to sub to my channel i used to sub to both of their channels um and i uh, jumped onto twitch for the first time in a while to to see who was on and those guys are still killing it um phantom ace josh i've met both these guys in person at, at twitch cons and whatnot but josh um did really well on youtube in the last couple of years sort of put a lot of energy into youtube with his um rocket league content and he, he's done fantastically so great job to him and um, Geordie, who was a young gun on H1Z1, and then since then, Fortnite, competitive players, good bloke. We've had a couple of beers, and um, absolute legend, yeah. He's doing really well on on Twitch and all that as well, so it was good to see those guys still streaming. I saw a, a couple of people from uh, my old community uh, in those chat rooms, which was fantastic to see. Um, other than that, a couple of songs to recommend you. <laughs> So this one was for Dog on Acid and he said, uh, have you forgiven Arctic Monkeys for their last album? And I, I didn't feel like I had to forgive Arctic Monkeys for their last album, Dog. Um, I, I'm, the first song that I'm going to recommend here is 4 Out of 5 by Arctic Monkeys because it, like, it was the leading single for their recent album and it was an absolute banger. Um, I, I actually massively rate that album. It's just way different to the others. So do check that out. But the album has this sort of theme. It kind of feels like it's the Alex Turner experience. And the band just kind of had to work to that. But I don't know. It's I think it's dope. Not my favorite AM album, but it's pretty good. Another song um, that's that's a classic that I recently got back into is I'll Be Around by The Spinners. Um, I also saw on YouTube Hall & Oates doing a cover of it, which is awesome. But that's a classic. You guys will know the song the moment you, ter- you, you turn it on. And the other thing I wanted to recommend is not a track... The third one is not a track. Let me just bring it up on my phone here on SoundCloud. It's a, a, a live set. This is different to anything I used to play on the stream, by the way, if you were from the stream. But um, a bass player in our band sent me this uh, Lee Burridge live set, and there's heaps of these on SoundCloud, but this is the particular one I want you guys to check out. It goes for two and a half hours. It's Lee Burridge Robot Heart 10-Year Anniversary Burning Man 2017. I'll put links in the, in the show notes. But, dude... I've been listening to this at the gym and I only just finished it off. It's uh, two hours and 48 minutes and it is sweet. I've never been to Burning Man. I'd love to go one day before I get too old. But like you can just imagine the Saturday sunrise set. Um, it's like, I don't know, I've never really been into this sort of minimal EDM music, but I'm, I'm heaps into it. I think it's dope. All right, boys and girls, thank you very much for joining me on uh, episode three of After Twitch Ends. Uh, please keep forwarding your questions to me. The Twitter is steveottv on Twitter, and then the Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash stevo, S-T-E-V-O, Instagram, TWJ Stevens. And uh, please keep in touch if you've got any questions for me about what it's like on the back end of being a full-time streamer. Uh, more than happy to answer any questions you've got. We're going to start getting some guests on the podcast soon, but it's been a pleasure. Sorry for the delay on this episode, and I'll uh, chat you soon. Cheers. Cheers.